0: Hey guys, uh, thanks for joining NFT Hype. I know you're in the middle of a Bitcoin Origins drop, but I know uh, you know. Thanks for taking the time to uh, come on, Michael Yates from Alien Worlds. How you doing, buddy?
1: Hello. good, good, very good. Just taking part in the Bitcoin Origins.
2: What's your favorite part of Bitcoin Origins?
1: I think the artwork's really good. I like the artwork, um, and I don't know that they. they by pricing it so high, they've kind of added this, like, extra cachet that, you know, the other sales don't necessarily have, so... The Prada of NFTs. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, you have to be really quick, I kind of like that. I like... I don't know, it's a competition. Any kind of competition, you get that little <laughs> adrenaline buzz, don't you? So, even yeah, if you don't want sure. it. As long as you win something, then you're happy, so, yeah. oh, Cool.
0: Well, uh, yeah, we can talk about that but uh we actually Michael uh I asked Mike to let's have a call on this because I think a lot of people are sort of curious about alien worlds I know your users have been growing which is awesome your community's been growing um but maybe we just need to take some time to talk about like explain some of the things that are going on like can you in general just talk about what it is and
1: like what the hell just happened you mean
0: yeah yeah what the hell and and what are all these planets and where are they and uh, yeah you know stuff basic 101 stuff
1: yeah so 101 is we have six planets each planet is going to be uh, a DAO so each planet is going to be uh, elected and run by people from the community who stand for election Um, and each planet will receive there's a federation as well who's basically us who made the game And each day the planets receive a certain amount of trillium based on how much is staked to them. Um, And then obviously they have to decide how to to distribute that trillium. So to begin with, we've got a mining game, which will just, you come along, you you equip your tools, your NFT tools, and then you mine. So that's distributing the trillium amongst everybody. Um, But eventually the plan is that we will have these elected councils who will then decide how to distribute the, the trillion. And hopefully, they're going to come up with some imaginative ways to do that. And they're going to start thinking about, you know, they can either just like give it straight back or they can kind of go out and spend it and try to create more value or they can anything they like, really, they can do. So it's a very open ended game. It's very not set in stone as to what happens, but we do have some kind of. Uh, reference applications which we put in to begin with which is the mining game and then uh, later on the Thunderdome game which is coming
2: soon. Oh you just gave me an idea to complete my caveat loop so thank you very much for that.
1: Well yeah Mike here's one of the (laughs) caveat cabal aren't you so I'm not sure how Uh,
2: I'm not sure if I should confirm or deny that statement. (laughs)
1: Yeah they don't like to speak to the Federation very much. Yeah. Um, we're coming for the I federation mean, it's seems. Good, but there's actually like uh i think there's like we'd say there's about four main groups now who are kind of vying for different planets and they've kind of they've all decided to play nice and take a planet each but there's still competition for how much is staked to each planet and obviously cavian up until yesterday cavian were like the, the clear winners because they're the they were the first ones they have they have some big landowners who are part of this cabal um, and they have a lot of trillion behind them obviously. So, but then- How does that help them? Up. How does that help them? Well, it helps them because they stake more to the planet which means that the planet then receives more trillium in their daily allocation. So the more you have stakes, the more you receive. So the bigger planet you are, the bigger income you've every day. Um, and the
2: higher your fill rate is, right?
1: Yeah. So in the, within the mining game, everything, well, we send 80% automatically to the mining game. And then there's this kind of bucket system, which means that the fill rate is higher, which means that the buckets generally are higher. But if there's more people mining, then actually you may well end up getting less. So there's there's a lot of strategy and balance going on there. It's not quite as straightforward as it might sound. Um, the the pool yeah, so of...
0: Sorry, Michael, Uh, the pool of uh, Trillium that gets dispersed, is that evenly between all six planets, or is that uh, depending on how many stakers there are?
1: Yeah, it's pro rata between how much is staked to each planet. So there's about, there's, I think, three or four kind of equal, and then there's two planets who are a little bit behind who don't get so much. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's all kind of like a, a race to see how much stake you can attract towards your planet and um yeah the Cavians guys have been doing very well because they were in there first but yesterday and today some little monkeys came along <laughs> <laughs> and um they've been doing really well you know they've kind of said well if you come and mine on our land we will give out crypto monkey nfts and they've made like i think three alien world specific nfts and they're kind of really they're really good on the marketing and just like the promotion of it all and everything and they've kind of uh, they chose this one planet because it was the i think it's neri that they chose which was it was in the it was the lowest staked planet so they said right we're going to take the lowest state planet and we're going to send it to the moon and if you look at the graphs it's like that so yeah as they say it's game on now between the, the cabal and them and the monkeys yeah. and then the the alien army as well they're in third place i think at the moment. So.
2: and then okay. there's also the kinderminders
1: yeah so they're they kind of i'm not sure if they've chosen the planet yet or if they're kind of free floating amongst the planets i'm not sure and i think there's there. some
2: wizards out there as well that might There's some
1: wizards hiding behind in the scenes plans. as well
2: but uh unfortunately i i don't get to take part in those plans well i
1: heard there was some sort of internal politics going on behind the scenes to who was supporting
2: it seems seems that you have to support one group or the other so unfortunately uh my allegiances didn't match those uh they weren't aligned let's say well
1: allegiances can change that's the thing about life isn't it you know One day, one day you're a Cabal member, next time you're a- It's
2: it's, it's it's very true. It's very true.
1: So this is what I love about this game. It's very free flowing and everybody's kind of just picked up on their own and they're all doing these things like Cabal is dropping NFTs. They're giving extra NFTs. Everybody's making little memes and
0: Yeah, how does that happen? How does that happen? Uh, How do you, so somebody's staking to a planet, they're mining and how do you give them the NFTs?
1: Um, so at the moment, they're just, they've just just kind of done it off their own back, really. They, um, there's a service that Michael from US USA has set up where he's basically pulling chain data and he's seeing where people mine, and then he's manually dropping on top of that from off-chain. Um, Alien we, World's Butler. Alien World's Butler, exactly, yeah. So this is like an additional service which a couple of the guys are using to, to distribute the NFTs based on how much you stake, where you mine, how often you mine. Well, lots of different variables are going into it, which is what, so originally we were planning to have this service built in where we could say, look, if you're a landowner, you can kind of throw in these NFTs and then we'll send them out from the smart contract. Um, but Michael just kind of jumped on it and he was like, right, I'm going to make a service and I'm going to charge people and people are paying wax to, to do this. so. Kind of well, almost, so the
2: thing is like we just want stuff to happen so like exactly when yeah. it doesn't happen fast enough we just like make it happen
1: <laughs> and i i respect that i totally think that is the best way to do it don't ask us to do something because we're very busy so <laughs> just go ahead and do it yourself and like ask for, for forgiveness later you know i think that's exactly very, uh, it's definitely the right attitude to take so so, so michael i,
0: could- I- Sorry, Mike. Um, I forgot. There's both Michaels here. Uh, the 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 metaverses that are building out in other um, ecosystems, like Decentraland and um, Cryptovoxels and Somnium and all of that stuff, Alien Worlds is also considered a metaverse, right? So um, eventually there could be gameplay like that in the future. Is, is that something that you would say? What would you say to that?
1: well we are called a metaverse and everybody calls us a metaverse but we're definitely not like those other games because we don't have this kind of free-flowing 3d environment that you can walk around and like i'll meet you over by the beach or whatever and um i don't know i quite like what we have now it's more of a it's just the economy like i think of it like was a simulated economy which could then be applied to these other games so we can actually we can we can kind of inject that into other games like minecraft or um we were speaking to the um uh, sandbox guys the other day about possibly having something tying up with sandbox they're not quite ready yet but we're going to be speaking to their developers about how we can have it so that you can perform tasks within sandbox and then that kind of gets you rewarded within alien worlds and things like that so um I would say no at the moment I don't personally I don't like it so much I don't like this walking around for hours like in this 3D space I like more kind of like strategy and everything like that but it is so open-ended and people can just go off and do whatever they like so it's definitely possible that people will kind of bring in the alien world's environment into like Minecraft for example it's totally possible and you could make it a kind of real world how so? land we have now sorry
0: how so like how do you do that
1: well you could you can replicate the uh, land that we have now within um, within the Minecraft itself so you can have like a, a volcano here and then swamp land here grassy um, grassy land and cliffs and mountains and all of those kind of things So the the map could look exactly like our map and then you can walk around and then you could even perform the mining actions there and then you have some sort of api which then links it back to our external systems um we're just kind of at the stage where we're exploring these possibilities so i'm not entirely sure but from what we've looked at so far it is totally possible to make it so that you can kind of augment what we have with the uh, 3D environments that already exist, as long as they have good APIs in and out. And that's what we were talking to Sandbox about, it was to have those APIs that we need to be able to talk in and out of their, their systems.
0: So it sounds to me like if I were to look at this from an outsider, I'd say you guys are definitely using the strength of WAX, which is its ability to facilitate like these uh, free and abundant transactions. Um, yeah. and sort of build on that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if we didn't have the, I'm not going to say free, I'm going to say fee-less, I think is the right word. Um, If we didn't have the fee-less and fast transactions, it just wouldn't happen. Like Ethereum today has just gone through the roof with uh, costs and you couldn't have the mining at all. There's no way somebody would do a mining action to to earn a small amount of trillion like they're doing on WAX. so yeah, we, we definitely want to play up our strengths to each of these chains, and Ethereum has its strengths as well. You know, with the security, and, um, you know, the, the user base, and the liquidity is all there. So we want to kind of blend them together as much as we can, and even bring in other different chains as and when um, useful. So we're, we're kind of thinking about how that would actually look like if we were to play the game across multiple chains. How would it look like? we wouldn't replicate what we have exactly now in another chain because it doesn't make sense. Like the mining and the the fighting wouldn't make sense in another chain, but what would make sense in there and how can we kind of bring that into the story as well? So we have the planets now, but maybe in future we have space stations and the space stations live on another chain and then there's some sort of communication between the two, but what you do on the space station is very different to what you do on the planet. So on the space station, maybe we have more kind of like DeFi sort of mechanics and gameplay, whereas on the planets, we have more of battling and kind of fighting and more kind of fast paced sort of things going on. So yeah, it's all very, um, very, very new at the moment. So we're just kind of, feeling out what we can do and what's possible.
0: What's next for the economy? Like, uh, are you, if you're able to say anything?
1: Well, the most important part of the economy is that we get the planets unlocked and in control of their own destinies. That's what everybody's looking forward to, you know, so. Um, and, and,
0: and obviously, I know your background in EOS DAC. Um, is that going to be forming as using some kind of DAC software or to, to manage the governance?
1: Yeah, we're using exactly the same DAC software that we used for EOS DAC, except this time we're creating six instead of just one. So nice. um, The settings will be slightly different. We're going to have five elected custodians instead of 12 and three out of five uh, To to pass any kind of um, you know, uh, Proposal. So um, Yeah, so the next stage is that we're going to ask people to come and register. Um, so they're going to come along and they'll fill out their bio and they'll say what kind of, why they should be voted for. Um,
2: so basically, need... you, you guys just sat down and you said one day, how can we gamify DAX?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what we said. We said, right, okay, well, we're on WAX now. We want to do something on WAX. They're kind of like a gaming NFT chain. In fact, it was actually before NFTs really hit WAX. It was before... Um, before GPK anyway, certainly. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, yeah, we literally sat down and said, how can we kind of make it a bit more accessible to normal people? Because the OSTAC is great, but, you know, there's only 12 people and to get in, like if you're a new person trying to come along, you you're not going to get elected day one. You're probably not going to get elected at all. So your ability to kind of interact with DAX is very limited, so with six of them now um, and a more kind of gamified chain and a different kind of environment. I think we can do a lot of different things and the cards really, really help. You know, it kind of, people love this visual aid. Like we could have made it without NFTs. NFTs could be done without NFTs. They could just be records in the database, but because but they have-
2: really as fun.
1: Yeah, they have the visual elements. So people love them and they can see them and they can trade them. And, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a different feeling. So, what
0: what sort of decisions do you envision, like the uh, the the governance of a planet making?
1: Um, to begin with, well, the, the only decisions they have to make are what to do with the trillion that comes in. That's essentially what the decision has to be as to you know what to do with that extra trillion because twenty percent of the trillion that comes in is kind of just resting in the accounts at the moment. Like Kavian has, I think they have over a million trillion now. So there's a (laughs) a decent amount. Yeah, it's a decent amount to do something with. And they can say, well, um, we can just reward it straight back to the stakers and we can say we'll pay. Basically, we'll pay for staking or they could say, well, we'll use that to pay people to do work. And they maybe create some exclusive NFTs, which they then give out to the stakers. Or I don't know, the, the, the sky's the limit really as to what they can do with that money. Um, and then beyond that, they could potentially create their own tokens. They can create their own NFTs. They can do anything they want. Anything that any standard wax account can do, the planet can do, because at the heart, it's, it's just a, a standard wax account. Um, in fact,
0: I think uh, Kavian did came up with his own token there, right,
1: Mike? Each planet uh, has its own token by default yeah. in the game. So by when, default. You stake, yeah, when you stake, you receive the Kavian token, which um, is your voting token within that planet. So that's how it works, that okay. you get votes for the, the planet that you kind of stake to. So that's kind of more of a technical implementation detail, I'd say. Um, but well, also as we, we heard a-
2: earlier. Like, crypto monkeys already have their own token, uh, not on WAX, but... Yeah,
1: they have the, the ban token on the, banana, the banana. banana chain, yeah. So maybe so,
2: the law needs a token, too.
1: Maybe, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do everything that the crypto monkeys do. But, um, yeah, I mean, whether they start to do cross-chain things with it or whatever, it's, it's up, entirely up to them, and they can add extra software in. Um, and there is... The DAC software can be extended. So there is a way to kind of extend via installing extra smart contracts into the DAC software. So um, that's a kind of very advanced style thing. Um, They can actually change configuration of the DAC as well. So there are certain configuration parameters that they can update. Um, But to begin with, we envision that they're just going to be spending the money like transfer it to x or transfer it to y um and then we'll see i think as as people learn they'll they'll kind of start to do more and more advanced things and they'll come to me and ask like how can i do this how can we do that
2: yeah. well i would love to reward stakers to caveat and also mm-hmm. use some of that trillium to maybe buy some nfts so that we can distribute those to stakers as well and then That would uh, stimulate the economy a little bit. Uh, Also, I've heard that there's uh, TLM uh, specific uh, marketplaces coming. So I've
1: heard such rumors. Yeah, I I hear Hmm. rumblings on the grapevine that there might might know a guy. I might know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So actually, in terms of rewarding stakers directly with Trillium, we've created this system whereby. So when you stake, you send it, let's say 1000 trillion and you receive 1000 KVN tokens back. So there's kind of like this pool. So it's held in a pool. Um, what we're planning is that you can actually, as, a, as the Planet Council, you can send more trillion to that pool, which then means that the ratio between KVN and trillion is now off. It's not one to one, it may be one to 1.2 or something which means that anyone who unstakes their Cadian will receive more trillion back than they originally sent. So this is kind of a way that we're going to make it so that it's very easy for the government to reward stakers, because otherwise it's actually very difficult. You have to look at taking snapshots of stakers at a particular point in time, which isn't
2: straightforward. Distribution.
1: So yeah, and then you have to go create go a distribution together. list, then a script, which will send it all out. It's really not straightforward. It seems quite easy, but it... In reality it's not very straightforward so, so we've made you know, a little bit
2: about on. distributing nfts to big amounts of lists so yeah i
1: mean <laughs> you can have one account in there which is rejecting transfers and then that can ruin a whole block of transfers so you then have to go back and kind of find out which account within that blocked the transaction and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, it's just painful even for technical people it's very very painful <laughs> So yeah, are, we made this, this simple way for them to do that because.
0: Cool. Are you able to, are you able to like back, uh, your, this economy with anything with wax or NFTs or create a liquidity pool, anything like that?
1: Anything is possible. We may not be able to do everything as the fan, uh, the federation, but definitely the planets can can do what they like if they say right, okay every kvn token is going to be backed by wax then that's the way it is or so if they say that we'll we'll set up a liquidity pool on the wax network or um even on the ethereum network it's it's entirely up to them interesting oh
2: can we very, send very we could send cav and- to uniswap
1: then maybe <laughs> you guys can do what you like
2: <laughs> interesting
1: we, we we're not gonna prevent people from doing anything like there's I wouldn't say there's no rules um like don't go hacking the smart contracts don't attempt to do anything naughty a ball yeah i mean don't don't start spouting racist nonsense or like crazy stuff but you know beyond that you can do what you like and the worst that's going to happen is we as the found federation gonna say okay no more trillion for you guys Mm. actually you you would continue to operate as a planet on your own uh, without that so I, I, I can't see that we would do that but it's, it's possible eventually if they did some crazy crazy stuff but really there's no rules as to what they can do
0: okay yeah I guess the I guess the name federation just sounds like you have a ton of rules I guess
1: <laughs> it, it's designed to sound scary because that's how we like to roll. but um, actually we're very hands-off kind of people um, good to
2: know Cabal's yeah, I mean, gonna run an wild an now, right, Mikey. You got it, buddy. We got a free raid.
1: <laughs> it's all an experiment. And if you guys screw it up, then okay, we, we lose a planet and we probably create a new planet or something, and we start again. It's not it's not the end of the world, and that's kind of why we're building these as games, because we get to learn how DAX work, how DAOs work, and how people interact, and like how we can create these economies of like our own token and how to distribute that token and all these kind of things we can learn and play with in this little sandbox um, before they go out to the real world where they can really
2: help people. Oh, so that's actually how you really make money off this, right? Is is that you're selling uh, all of the results from, from what's going on <laughs> to all these major
0: corporations so that they can I learn? I, I that... haven't
1: thought about that, but yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. We can use you as little guinea pigs and then get, get the results and sell them. He's mining data. So that's what Robinhood
2: data. does, right? <sighs> I mean, Maybe.
1: there's going to be a lot of information out there and a lot of learnings about how people interact together. Like already we're seeing weird stuff happening that we never thought really <laughs> would like happen. Some stuff we predicted definitely would happen. But then other stuff like one guy has taken land and he's kind of um, he's tokenized a piece of land into a hundred tokens. Yeah, that's cool. And that I guy, love that. Yeah. And it's like well, that's really interesting. Let's see where that goes. Um
0: yeah. So yeah, I, there's I there's brought up a screen share guys some of the people are a little confused, including myself on what all these things mean. It probably means I, you know, I probably didn't take five minutes to look into it, but since I have you guys here, would you guys explain it to me? What do the numbers mean?
1: So this is a, um, this is what we call a minion. And now basically they'll fight for you in the fighting game, the uh, Thunderdome game, which hasn't been released yet. So actually these numbers don't have too much meaning. Oh, okay. Just being numbers. Can you grab um, another
0: one for us. There is that one there, Mike.
1: Standard. Yeah, capacity. yeah. You grab the standard yeah. capacitor that's got more meaning at the moment. Um So, Mike, maybe you want to go through them because you kind of know these things. Don't you?
2: Well, uh, so the bottom right-hand one, the little star, is luck, right? And and basically, uh, what that contributes to mostly is whether or not you're gonna win an NFT or what you're, I, how would you put that Michael?
1: Yeah, I would say it affects whether or not you're receiving an NFT. It's not a direct relationship because there's a quite a convex. When you me.
0: say an NFT, not Trillium, but something else? No, so when
1: you mine, you also have this probability of receiving um, an NFT as well. Um, and This one obviously you can see at 0.5, which is very low. So if you just mined with this, you'd have a very low chance of receiving the bonus NFT.
0: Where does the NFT come from?
1: Uh, well, we issue them mainly. Mainly they come from the Alien Worlds collection, but we have done special guest appearances, which have been really popular. So we had a um, the Horrors tie-up. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah. With the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, That was really popular. So there was a small chance that you would get one of the special... Um, Alien Worlds exclusive. um, Uh, How
0: does that work, Michael? Like you put you put the gifted pool in a pool somewhere, NFTs, and then um, you sort of let that kind of send out randomly.
1: At the moment, they're issued on demand, so they're minted when they um, when they're won. We just have a template, and we mint them. They're kind of like packs in the same way that the packs work. Eventually, we want to make it so that people can send already minted NFTs to the contract and then we'll send them out directly, kind of like a pre-mint pack. Um, And that will allow us to have non-Alien Worlds NFTs sent out. Um, At the moment, it's only Alien Worlds NFTs, the ones that we have permission to mint, that we can send out. Um, So, yeah, but you, you can receive anything up to Mythical. So, we send out about two Mythicals every day. Um, so pe- see, people are winning decent stuff. It's mostly this stuff, which is an abundant tool, um, and you see that there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. They really are abundant. So it's kind of it's kind of quite fun because these ones were never in the packs originally. They come later. They're only winnable through mining. Okay. Um, but because they're so abundant, people are kind of a lot more freer as to what they do with them. So. Again, Michael from EOS USA has come up with a little game where you back them with wax and then you throw them into the uh, the volcano. And then they, he's got some sort of game there where you win uh, a certain amount of the wax that comes out. Um, a lot of people are just giving them away for mining on their land. I think the, the cabal gives away quite a lot of these, these guys. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. This is another kind of one of those experiments where we see that people kind of, behave differently when they have these NFTs which are way more abundant than the other stuff. Like they wouldn't act like this with the ones they paid for or the ones that they perceive to be valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. What does the other numbers mean?
1: So the other numbers, the, if you go to the top left, that's the amount of trillion that you receive. So it's very similar to the uh, luck parameter, except it relates to the trillium that you're likely to receive. So that in that case, that is actually direct percentage. That's 1% of the pot, Um, just quite a small amount. Like it can go up to 80% is the most that you can get if you have a good set of tools. Um, And the bottom left one is slightly obscure. It's the proof of work reduction. Um, So when you mine, there's actually a little bit of proof of work that's done on the client side. And that number, the higher the number is, the more it will be reduced. So it will take less CPU on your local machine. Um, for most people that doesn't really actually make too much difference, but if you're using like an old phone or if your laptop is a bit slow, then you may want to increase that That will help out a bit. Okay.
2: And then there's the charge time, which is important, yeah. right? Because that determines how long it takes before you get to mine again.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you have to wait a certain amount of time between mining and that will dictate that. So
0: so it would be yeah, click, wait 75 seconds and click again?
1: Yeah, and if you had two tools like this, then you'd have to wait 150 seconds. And,
2: and then that assumes that you're mining on uh, land that doesn't have a multiplier, right? Which I think grassland is the only one that doesn't have a multiplier.
1: So yeah, I think so. Means so it takes longer? The land itself has a multiplier on the figures as well. So you add up all your tools and then you multiply it by what land you're on. So there's a lot of strategy between what tools you use and what land you mine on as well. So certain land, some land has like a four times multiplier, I think. Um, Is it it goes to five
2: volcanoes and mountains, I believe, have 4 or 5x. They have
1: very high multipliers. But then they also multiply the amount of trillion you get as well. So if you're prepared to wait a long time.
0: Is there a, um, so let's go to a land one. I want to see a land. Maybe you can explain that one there, Mike. Yeah, explain the land, guys. Like, what kind of land do you want? And what do these numbers mean? Oh, they're the same. Okay, They're the the same. Same numbers. They're exactly. the
1: same, but there are actually multipliers in this case. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So on the land, they're not absolute numbers. They're multipliers. So if you see here, the tree forest, the luck multiplier is one, which means your luck isn't modified at all. Um, you'll get 1.2 times the amount of trillion. Um, but you have to wait 1.3 times as long because you've got a one point three. Multiplier on the charge time. Oh, so that means if it's
2: a 0.5, then it actually halves your luck, then?
1: Yeah. Some of the land reduces your luck in your trillium. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. that. (laughs) No.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So all of the land are multipliers. Um, Some of them are like 0.9. I think grassland is a 0.9 on the trillium. So you'll get slightly less but the charge time multiplier is only one so that you can mine much more quickly, so. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, so. If you go high luck.
1: Huh?
2: Most people who mine grassland or like sandy coastline will go high luck for NFTs and then yeah so low multiplier so quickly. These,
1: yeah, they're developing these different strategies. So some people want to mine as much trillium as they can And other people want to mine as many NFTs as they can. So Uh, you can choose your tools and your land combination to make them fit your kind of strategy, whether that's a very fast click, like if you're there all the time and you just want to click quite regularly, or if you just want to do it every four hours or so. Um, Some people change their setup overnight so that they kind of, during the day, they're a lot more quick and they are maybe going for uh nfts and then at night they'll swap it for a much longer charge time so that they've got overnight to charge and then they'll use an explosive for the trillium to get a lot of trillium in the morning
2: some people forget to mine and then realize that they forgot forever so then they change your setup to be a super long setup because yeah, it so,
1: it mine. yeah. <laughs> it's all related to the last time you mined so if it's been a long time since you last mined, then you've already gone through that charge time. So you can swap to a longer charge time uh, setup.
0: Okay. Is that kind of like where you were going, Mike, with the strategies?
1: Uh, what's yeah. yours?
0: What's yours?
2: Mine is usually so high high luck, uh, short time, and try and get NFTs for the most part. Is that what it, because what I've found lately is that uh, there's not a ton of Trillium in the pot anymore, especially as as much as there was when we first started mining. So I think we all kind of got a little bit spoiled by that. And <laughs> so, I,
1: <laughs>
2: so now everyone's trying to get like mythical NFTs and stuff, which are like more of a, a bigger payoff than the small amounts of TLM. Um, but what I find is that <laughs> unfortunately i'm so busy that my strategy requires a lot of time and i don't have necessarily so i I tend to uh switch it up based on what i've done lately and then try and optimize for that so basically my strategy ends up being like what do i have time for (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, which is probably quite common yeah i mean my strategy is very long um and I try to kind of balance my NFTs and my Trillium as well. So I kind of have very long charge time, but I use explosives and everything, and I go on. I'm on mountains at the moment, so um, but yeah, it's just whenever I remember, I am not. I'm not very onto it. You'd think I would be playing the game a lot, but actually, I'm much more busy building the game now and kind of dealing with exactly. It. Community and everything. So, uh, I don't have a lot of time. So, I have a very long, long period. And then I kind of, yeah, I Wait, kind so of. Wait, so you
2: haven't automated it yet?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I don't. You know, I, I seriously, when I, before we started, I thought, yeah, I'm going to own this game. I'm going to, because I, I built it, I know exactly how it works. I'm just going to rule it. But, um, I found that I'm actually much busier now just trying to build it out. And now that we've now that we've launched something, everyone's like, well, where's all the rest of it? So you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll wait forever for the first part, but as soon as they see that taste of it, they they now mm-hmm. want a lot more. So we're kind of we're very heads down trying to build the next stages and we just shining and everything. So.
0: so So the next stage is the thundernail?
1: No, the next stage is the registration for the planet DAOs. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we're just gonna have people registering for now. We're not gonna open up voting because we don't want like the first couple of guys who get in to to own the voting. Um, because that's what why- Why not? <laughs> not see, you'll see Mike and Anders up there and you're saying, okay, well, there's only two people to vote for so i vote for them. And then you'll come back and then there'll be other people. So we're gonna give people a good few weeks to come in and you know think about what they're going to write in their bio and then. Put the it cabal
0: together. is true to the name.
1: Yeah, you've got to watch out for the Cabal. They're very secretive. <laughs> just like you know, you have. Um, we just
2: want to do the best thing for the community.
1: I so yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to give people a few weeks, and then we have to be really careful about how and when we unlock the DAOs because we don't want DAOs being unlocked with like a couple of thousand trillion, we need to have a serious amount of voting weight behind it. So we have to kind of think quite hard about how and when we're going to unlock them. So there's no firm plan just yet as to when that will happen, but it's most likely to happen with the, the most stakes and the most votes planets. So yeah, so once we open up the voting the voting will happen, but there will be no automatic unlocking that we had. Do you remember we, with EOS DAC, we had an automatic unlocking as mm-hmm. soon as we hit, uh, I forget the percentage now, there was ai think 20 percent I think it was 20%, 15, I think it was it 20%, something like that. There was a percentage. Um, and it kind of took us forever get, to get to that point, but eventually we kind of just bumped up and we hit it. And by that time we were ready, but it doesn't make sense with these DACs because supply is variable so we can't do a percentage of supply so we're going to have to say it's an absolute number or probably most likely it's going to be that we just hit a button and say right that guy's ready that guy's ready this planet's ready we'll we'll unlock it now so yeah this is going to be the fun step where everybody's i don't know doing politicking and campaigning and so the
2: unlocking will be centralized is what you're telling us then
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah i think interesting that, i mean it always would be we would just set it in the code we could set it in the code to be what it goes that to be um, yeah and that's probably what will happen we'll set it in the code but we'll just update it as we go along and we'll maybe we'll set it to three million if that sounds reasonable um but then we have to be aware that maybe the the supply of trillium might increase at some point, so we've got, well, got a. I noticed a,
2: an account on the Wax blockchain, uh, sales.world or something like that, with quite a large amount of trillium in it.
1: Oh, the federation has that? tons and tons of trillium. Yeah, we're we're planning a public sale at some point. At some point this year, definitely. <laughs> um, we don't have a fund date on that because it's quite complex and there's quite a lot of options as to how and when we do that um, but it will happen at some point and at that point there's going to be an awful lot more trillion which is kind of released onto the market so we probably are going to have to well we're definitely going to have to think about what happens during that stage and there's a good chance that we'll pause uh, re-elections during that stage so that the trillion can come in and then everything else can kind of balance itself out and then we'll go on again. So we're, we're going to try to get people elected quite soon because that's what they all want. Um, but then we, we do have to be a little bit careful. We don't want the planets floating off by themselves and kind of getting into a strange state. Not that we've really, you know, we, we, we've never really kind of iterated through what those states are and what they would be, but we're just taking a pragmatic approach to it to make sure that nothing weird happens during those, those times. So
2: the, is the token sale gonna to be on wax or?
1: Well, this is all the decisions we have to make. Um, there's a good, good chance we will have a dual sale Well, some of it will be on Ethereum, some of it will be on wax. There's, there's many many options that we're looking through at the moment, and we're speaking to a lot of people daily about how and when, where and what price, and it's oh, it's just a, it's not just a case of right let's let's sell today. <laughs> sell
2: some people. tokens.
1: Yeah, let's just stick them on a contract <laughs> and sell them. It's not as easy as it is with the uh, the packs, so yeah. you know we have to. Unfortunately, the the U.S. citizens are almost certainly not going to be part of it because you guys you know you're in the land of the free so you can't have everything right? <laughs> um, so yeah the, the, unfortunately the oh no you're the old canada canada aren't you mike
2: yeah i'm actually in costa rica now
1: <laughs> oh, okay nice i thought it was <laughs> yeah, was you, canada,
2: yeah. It? it's beautiful uh, here
1: nice so you will be included in the sale um yeah so yeah so a lot of a lot of uh choices to make and things to do before we do that but um, it's it's definitely where we're heading to
0: cool all right Um, so it sounds to me like uh planet voting is is the next thing coming maybe thunderdome after that
1: yeah
0: and um you mentioned some other um mechanism there um can't remember what it was It'll be shining for shining uh, that's it oh, shining and for weapons done. right
1: yeah but, oh through but, for the other stuff we'll have that at some point as well right?
0: last thing you guys could do explain shining to me it's just, just like an upgrade thing
1: yeah it's very similar to all the other upgrades that you've seen where you swap where you swap four cards for a higher card um, except we don't go through the rarities we actually have this shine level which means that the card, if it's a, let's say it's a, a rare card, it will always be a rare card. It won't change to an epic version, but it will gain these extra attributes and it become gold and then it becomes stardust and then it becomes antimatter, which is the highest level that you can shine to. Um, okay. And at each level, we add some Trillium into the mix as well. So Trillium gets burned when um, when you shine. And I think we've done about 2.6 million worth of trillion burned already. So nice. we have this goal of burning a lot of trillion. Right. We intend, we, intend we, we have these targets of how much trillion we're going to burn versus how much is generated uh, every day. And it's very high. Like we, we want to burn an awful lot through the game mechanics um, and Shining was just the first stage of that. So um,
2: can you comment on any other
1: stages of that or? Of burning? Yeah. Yeah, we've we've actually put out posts about what what is going to be burned. We put out a lot of posts, and nobody (laughs) reads. There's a lot of information, like almost everything that we know about the game is actually in medium posts. There's not too much hidden. Um, So, burning there will be. There's there's a lot of the land upgrades. All the land upgrades. When you pay for land upgrades, that will be burned. during the uh, Thunderdome, I think there will be a certain amount of burning of the fees for the entrance, um, and then also in the Thunderdome, your uh, your minions can be injured and your weapons can be damaged. So there's hospitals and weapon factories which will accept trillion to uh, resuscitate and fix your your weapons. So there will be some burning there as well. Um, forget the other ones but yeah there's we're definitely introducing a lot of tokenomics into the the game itself
2: so basically anytime you like pay for a service or do some kind of upgrade in the game you guys are going to burn some tlm
1: yeah we're looking at like most of the trillion that the federation receives itself is going to be burned we're not saying all of it yet because we're not too sure there may be some cases where we need to keep it for other reasons but generally speaking, we're looking to burn anything which we receive for any in-game kind of activities. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, this has been incredibly helpful for me. Um, like you said, it's probably already in all these medium posts, but just hearing it verbally, and I think the audience would be appreciative of that as well, too. Um, thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, is there anything else that we should know, Michael, about what's coming up or any kind of hint or strategy you want to give us or leave that leave us with
1: the strategies are all your own basically we i love it when people do these things that we're not expecting and they kind of make it the game their own and you know the aw butler service where he's making money within our economy is is great i think i think all these things like people need to yeah they just kind of need to step back from the game and think what can i do rather than what is the game allowing me to do because we want you to do anything you want. And if you see that there's an opportunity there, then you should take it. And those are the people who are gonna win in the game. I think the, the entrepreneurs, the people who can attract a community are the, are the two main groups of people who are gonna really succeed well at this game. It's not a game for somebody on their own um you need to be able to have ideas which you can convey to other people so if you want to run for election you need to be able to convey what your vision is for that particular planet is um and if you want to make money you're going to have to spot these opportunities that come up within the game so you know there's a lot of abundant items so maybe that's an opportunity there somewhere for for somebody Mm -hmm. to do something with them so I mean, our planet, for example, you can kind of see our planet as an extension of the game itself. And they said, well, right, well, you can come and stake those things. So everybody's earning these abundant things and they're staking them in our planet and they're getting the tokens in our planet. And then... The People are buying
2: them. them just to stake to our planet. Exactly, too, right?
1: yeah. So it's kind of really interesting to see how external games can kind of meld with the game as well. And there's definitely those opportunities there for for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I would say just, yeah, just be free thinking and just have your own ideas and kind of try to, it's kind of like the real world, you know? We're not gonna hold your hand and show you how to play the game, especially after the planets are unlocked and they start bringing in their own games. It's gonna, we're, we're gonna kind of step back and back as the Federation and we're gonna have less to do with the game. We will set the basic economy, but then after that it's kind of down to people to so mm-hmm. have their own imaginations. So So yeah, we'll getting imaginations going I think is, is the key.
0: Yeah, well thanks for putting together this awesome system for people like Big Mike to spend his time on and uh myself. <laughs> as well too, I'll be getting into it.
1: I'm hoping to see you there quite soon. I don't know what you're gonna do, but you are definitely one of the people, you've you've got a community, you have people you can, you have this voice piece that you can uh, use. So definitely.
2: NFT
0: hype land (laughs) coming soon. Well, I have bought a few things on Narone, but it's a lower planet. So, you know, I have to uh, think about that.
1: But Neri was the lowest planet less than a week ago. Literally a week ago, it was the lowest planet. And now it's, I think, today it became the highest planet. And then the cabal just messing about.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Paul, it's time to, (laughs) to come back with something. They're not going to take that yeah, thing right. down. A few
1: seconds, it was, it was number one planet for a few seconds. And then I saw that the Cabal just... <laughs> the,
0: the thing about there. the name Cabal, it just has to live up to it now, right? It does. I mean, you it got does. it. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: well, you probably they, gave JR his land distribution.
1: <laughs> they have some big token holders and land holders there.
2: Yeah, we certainly do.
0: Well, shout out to the Cabal. And... Uh, everyone else in the federation <laughs> <laughs> and of course the federation we need to all stay in the good books of, they will still delete the nice planet federal. exactly yeah exactly
2: <laughs> please don't delete the planet <laughs> yeah all right well it was awesome it was super fun to talk to you michael as always thanks for joining us yeah. and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon
1: definitely we'll keep in touch
0: yeah peace out
1: cheers we <laughs>